Welcome to this week's sermon from Amblecote Christian Centre. Thank you very much. It's, um, it's lovely to be here. Yeah, so I, I, um, I'm up the road in Stafford on the M6. I've been there for ages. I was brought up there actually as well. So uh, yeah, it's kind of um, a hometown. I'm married. I have two grown-up children. My daughter's just finished university. So uh, I've got to go from here and go and help her bring all her stuff out of her room, her messy room, all that rubbish that she's collected over the last uh, three years. Um, And I've got a mother-in-law who lives with us and uh, a lockdown puppy who lives with us, Uh, a cat. There's a teenage girl who lives with us as well, and she's just got a hamster. So... um, yeah, yeah. So um, that's, uh, that's my family. As I was um, thinking about your church and praying about this, I, I, an image, a thought image came into my mind, and it was of a, um, of a, of a kitchen garden. You know how in, like in uh, country houses, there's often a walled garden, isn't there? And they have they grow all their vegetables and whatever. It's like that. It wasn't quite as, um, not so as grand as that, but a kitchen garden, a, a defined garden where there'd be vegetables and fruit and this sort of thing. And that was in my mind for you. And I, I thought, oh, what's that all about? And um, it, it felt to me like there was this, there's this, you've got this garden as a church. Well, I'll explain it a bit further. But you've got this garden, that's your, and this is kind of where you're operating. This is you as a church, and these are your friends and your neighbours, and, and this is the garden you've had for years and years and years. And it's got some walls around it. It's quite defined and whatever. And I, I felt that God was saying that there is this garden and to rejoice in it, to enjoy it, to, to work it, but also that there's, um, he wants to expand or change the shape or kind of push out this, this kitchen garden of yours, who you are. So I'm thinking of you, I'm thinking of your, we don't talk in terms of parishes, but you know what I mean, you, you know, your, your sphere, I don't know what that is. I don't know enough about you to know about, you know, who you reach to, what your neighbourhoods and, and, and the kind of places that you feel, yeah, we're recognised as a church for this community and this neighbourhood. So that, so um, affirming all that and also um, feeling from God that he wants also to give you some new neighbourhoods to stretch out, um, whether that's geographically or demographically or whatever, but actually breaking down some of the walls of, of who you've been so you can be something a slightly larger shape or a different shape, whatever, um, stretching out. So as I was thinking about that, I thought, oh, gosh, where do I, how do I talk about that? And then um, I love the, all the teaching of Jesus around the kingdom of heaven. I absolutely adore it. Um, really into it. I explore it. I read about his parables. I read about his teaching and, and what he does and how he explains the kingdom of heaven. I look at it through the whole of the Bible. But there's lots of parables about the kingdom. He says the kingdom of heaven is like. And one of them... I thought, oh yeah, that's it, that's it. And I've read it loads of times before and I've spoken on it before. And it's, um, it's a parable, it's, it's called the parable of the mustard seed. So I thought what I'd do is just um, uh, read the parable of the mustard seed and go through this parable a little bit with some ideas uh, that I think might be pertinent to you as a church, but also to you as individuals. So there may be some of these things you go, I think that, that might be more about me than how I feel about the church, actually. So you might want to receive this personally, you might want to receive this as a church family, as a, as a community. So, um, yeah, so here we go. Um, Parallel of the Mustard Seed. I'll, I'll, um, I'll read it. This is, um, this is from uh, Luke's Gospel, but um, you can see it in, in a couple of the other Gospels as well, slightly differently. So he was saying, it's Jesus, 
What is the kingdom of God like, and to what shall I compare it? It is like a mustard seed, which a man took and threw into his own garden, and it grew and became a tree, and the birds of the air nested in its branches. That's it. That's quite quick, wasn't it? Um, So, really, really short story there, but there's quite a lot in it. Um, And so, uh, I thought I'd kind of go through some of the uh, ideas that I get in there, particularly as we're thinking about your church and you. And so the first one um, is, let's just go to the next slide, is that it's this garden, this idea of a garden. It's what I notice about this parable, and actually quite a number of the parables of Jesus, is they're very domestic. It's, uh, I, I just found a, a domestic photo from, it looks like, like the 1930s or something like that, all very kind of nice, and they're sitting in wicker chairs enjoying their garden. It's all very casual and very lovely. I'm fascinated by that because if we normally if we would talk about a kingdom, a sovereign kingdom, we'd be thinking politics, we'd be thinking ambassadors, we'd be thinking armies, all that sort of thing, you know, um, all the big stuff, civil service and, and all those sorts of things. How fasc- I find it fascinating when Jesus talks about the kingdom of heaven, which is pretty big and pretty powerful. Uh, the rule of Jesus is extraordinary. He often uses Images that, that are not big political images about the power that we would normally think of. He, he uses images that we relate to, just really domestic. And uh, I, really, I, I noticed that the parable afterwards is uh, the story that comes straight after. He goes, yeah, and the kingdom of heaven is like a, a woman who's making some bread. And uh, there's yeast in the bread and it kind of, a little bit of yeast and it spreads through the bread. She's in a kitchen, really domestic, really normal. And uh, so thinking for us as individuals... I feel that God is speaking to us about our ordinary, everyday lives. He wants to do some really special stuff. Yeah, and sometimes it takes us out of that and it looks quite grand or whatever. But on the whole, the special stuff, the powerful stuff, the good stuff, the miraculous stuff is rooted in the everyday and ordinary, the normal, what we kind of just normally do. and, um, And in there... There is a delight in there. I'm just doing my normal stuff. This is my neighbourhood. This is my kids' school. I'm going to their end of, you know, go to sports day or whatever. I'm just going to go down to the shops. I'm, I'm just meeting these people. It's kind of really normal. But there, in the normal, in the everyday, then God, God does something special and it is just delightful. And that is where his rule happens. And, and that is where the, the earth changes and the world changes. And so I love this. So I'm thinking for us, I don't know what your domestic life is. I don't know what your everyday, what you're going to be doing this time tomorrow, what you're about, who you're going to meet, um, what your concerns are there. It might be putting on the kettle, going to the shop. Uh, might be work, you know, uh, whatever work you do. It might be caring for a relative or yourself, having to go to the doctors or whatever. Just these ordinary things. This is where the kingdom of heaven is manifest in these places, in these times. This is what Jesus is talking about, um, this domestic image, just a domestic place. And, and this, is, uh, this is happening, this, this parable is for your church. I, don't, I know you've been here a long time, haven't you? It's been a church here a really, really long time. Um, your church, your neighbourhood, uh, this is for here, this is for you. This is a domestic thing, but don't, don't think that, oh, it's all a bit small, my life's a bit small. Um, you know, what I do, it's a bit, it's okay, but and I serve God. And, and, um, and, and I, we might think, just talking about what you said about faithfulness, oh, I'm kind of faithful with a small F and it's okay. Faithful 
in the small, in the domestic, at home, in your kids' school, is the best thing. It's amazing. Faithfulness there in with our families, with me with my mother-in-law taking her to get her prescription or whatever, do a blood test. It's amazing. This is where the kingdom of heaven, Jesus says, will explode from. This is it. And sometimes we dream of, oh, if only I could be this or do this, or if only I had some more power or authority, if only as a church we had all this, whatever. No, no, don't have to worry about that. We've got what we've got. We've got one another. You've got a property here. You've got some friends. You've got some neighbours. Uh, you've got a job that you might be going to. You've got, you've got um, a, a little bit of place there. Now that is the place where the kingdom of heaven springs from. And I'm really excited by that because I think I don't have to, I do want to dream big. Of course I'm going to, and, and the, the parable gets kind of very big. But I don't have to be so kind of caught with, oh, if only this, and if only I had this. Actually, no. Where I am with my household or my neighborhood or my church, that is enough. Faithful there is enough. I'm going to do something there. God's going to do something with me through there. That's enough because you know what? His rule and reign will spread through there and it is miraculous. We'll find out in the parable. It is miraculous. So um, just emphasizing the domestic, our own, our own personal, where, what your life is, what's going on at the moment, don't discount it. This is the platform for Jesus to do something beautiful, powerful, wonderful. It's, a, it's, it's good. It's not bad. It's good. It's good. So it's almost like I just want to encourage you to hold it and go, okay, God, and nod your head to Jesus. And go, all right, this is me. This is our church. All right, what do you want to do here? So that's the, that's the kind of um, domestic thing. Next one, next slide, uh, is um, it says, he, it says he, he, he took a mustard. It says some, let's read it. It's like a mustard seed, which a man took... Um, and that is, uh, it, it, it's, it's like it's been given to him. It means received. It's, he, he took it because it was given to him rather than he nicked it. It's not like, oh, I'll take that. It's actually, um, he received. That might be a better word for it. He received. Someone gave him a mustard seed and he, he received it. Today, from heaven, from our good heavenly father who provides some great things, he's got, they might look very small, <laughs> But he's got some stuff for us. He's got some grace for us today. And um, you know, we, we held our hands open earlier, didn't we? Uh, are you ready to receive something? It might be very small. When it, put, when it goes in your palm, you think, I can't even feel that. It's so small. I can't even feel what you're putting in my hand, God. I don't know if you've put anything there. By faith, are you ready to receive? A man, he received it. God loves to give. He loves to give even if it's little things. He loves to give to us. He's very generous. He loves to give ideas and thoughts and opportunities and spaces, friendships, connections. He loves to give uh, things to us. And first thing is to receive it. Even if you can't feel it or can't even see it, you're thinking, oh, I need some glasses to see that gift you've given me, God. Don't worry. Just go, I, I do believe you've given me something. It doesn't feel very big. I know it's kind of good, but it doesn't feel, oh, I thought something might be something bigger, but I'll receive it. That thought, that idea, that bit of faith, that prayer... That urge, I'll receive it. So first thing he does, he receives this little thing. And then it says, and he threw it in his, in his garden. I, I like that. I looked at the other versions of the parable. And it says, that, um, uh, the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, uh, which a man planted in the ground, in the soil, which is a very deliberate, strategic, I'm going to put this seed here. Now, in this parable... The way Luke describes it, maybe Jesus, I mean, Jesus must have said this parable loads of times, mustn't he? Because 
It's a really great parable. It's a great story. Luke's hearing it, and he's going, oh, Jesus said uh, the man took it and threw it in his own garden. I really like that. Because I, I also like the, you know, you, you're doing something very strategic, very planned. You put a lot of thought into it, a big plan, lots of prayer meetings, lots of discussions, and this is what we're going to do. This guy, though, he gets the seed that's been, and he goes, like that, through his kitchen window or whatever. It's kind of, he's, he's throwing it there. It's really casual, isn't it? I really like that. I really like it. It's not that we, we don't have to get overly serious about what God's given us. It's like, a, come on, God's saying, come on, what I've given you, just come on, get it out there. Get it out there into your life. Yeah, let's, let's start this. Let's start this singing together thing. Let's do it, yeah? Let's start it. Come on, let's start singing. On a Tuesday, 10.30, we'll start singing. Let's, um, let's chuck that into the week, shall we? And see what happens. It's quite a lot of fun. I love, I love the fact the kingdom of heaven, as well as being serious and as well as being miraculous and as well as tending to all our needs, our mental health and our spiritual health, physical health, it's also loads of fun. It's kind of, um, there's an energy to it and there's a, a delight to it. I'm just thinking he gets a seed and goes, like that, into his garden. I wonder what's going to happen. I wonder what's going to happen there. It's my kind of gardener because I'm a rubbish gardener as well. The last thing I want to do is do loads of weeding and hoeing. And I don't really know what I'm talking about there, weeding and hoeing. I've never done it. Um, I don't want to do that. Um, my kind of gardening is, yeah, let's throw this out there, see what happens. And um, so, so maybe as a church, to keep on doing that, yes, to be strategic, to have some plans. Okay, Lord, what are you saying to us? And we'll, we'll put, but also sometimes where you go, we're going to just try something new. We're going to do something it's a little bit different. We're going to take a risk. There's also the idea of throwing. It's not like a, a it's, it's, the word is throw. You know, there's a bit of, there is some energy in that. And that's quite nice as well. He, he it's not just like he flicks it, he throws it. And, and, and when there's throwing, there's some energy behind it. So we take something small and we go, but we don't despise the small thing. And go, oh, it's a bit small, so I'm not really going to give it much. We take something small from God. We go, you've given me this, God. I know it's very small. I wanted something bigger, but you give me something small. And actually, I'm going to put some energy into this. And I am going to throw it into my life and into my neighborhood and into my household and into my workplace. I'm going to throw it and I'm going to put a bit of energy as well. Okay, I'm not being really strategic, but I'm going to give something to this. What is it that God's stirring in your heart? What are the gifts God's given you? What are the opportunities, the ideas, the thoughts? They might be a bit small. Where's it going to go? How about receiving it and going, I am going to do something with this. I am going to do something with this. I am going to pray into this. I am going to start talking to people about this. I'm going to give some of my heart to this. I'm going to take a risk. I'm going to do this. And I, I just encourage you as a church as well, just put a bit of energy into the, you know, the, the, the singing together thing, those, those three things. They sounded great, those three things you're doing. Put some energy into this. Get along to it. Even if you think, oh, I don't really like singing. Get along anyway, just to get this thing started. Get into it and, and see who else turns up. You might, you might be happier chatting or having a coffee with someone than the actual singing. That's okay. That's okay. Just get in there and see what happens and get some other people in there. Put a bit of energy and prayer into it and that sort of thing. See what happens. So I like this idea of receiving and throwing. I think that's, um, I find that quite interesting. And... Uh, uh, and then um, he threw it into the garden. Now, it just um, just gone to the next slide. It's small. Now, in the other, it's um, he says in the other parables, it's smaller than all the seeds. Now, it's not. There, I think there are some smaller seeds, and Jesus knew that. But he's just making an emphasis in these other ones where it is small. Let's just concentrate on the smallness of this. It is small. He's going to say it's going to get very big. It is small, um, but that's okay. 
Small is okay. Small is good. Trying something new is good. Small is good. We don't have to get... Um, in, in our, I, I'm often kind of seduced by the, oh, you know, the, the big stuff, the successful stuff. The, oh, it's got to be like this. Small's okay. Small's good, actually. It's the smallest seed. God does something with small things. Uh, he doesn't have to do that much with big things, does he? And he'd really like to be involved, so I think he'd rather do stuff with small things because there's more room for him to do stuff, isn't there? He loves small things. You might think, oh, my life's so small. My connection's so small. My influence is so small. Don't worry about that. Um, start small. Start small. It's okay to start small. And um, because Jesus has got something amazing through the power of his Holy Spirit. And this parable says, this is a small seed, the smallest of the seeds, if you look in the other versions of it. But it's going to become a very big tree. So um, don't worry about that. Next one. Just, to, just um, yeah, just next slide. Just to kind of pause on the whole mustard thing. Why has he chosen a mustard seed? They're a nice kind of seed, isn't it? I was going to bring some mustard seeds, and I thought, COVID, giving out mustard seeds, picking up mustard seeds, just lots of sweaty hands on the mustard seed. (gasps) How dangerous is that? Will the mustard seed carry something on it? Whatever. So um, we will just, I haven't got some mustard seeds for you. I could have thrown them out, then you'd have to vacuum them up and whatever, and that would have been a pain. Or just someone could water the carpet (laughs) secretly and see what happens in a week's time, like you did with Did anyone ever do that? Put some cress through someone's letterbox and then water through. See what happens. Gosh, you didn't do that. That's because you're really Christian and you're really holy. Anyway, something about mustard. Why did he choose mustard? Well, um, mustard is an interest. It's part of the rapeseed is, is kind of part of the mustard family, the cabbage and, and this sort of thing. It's kind of a particular kind of thing, but is, it's got a lot of calories in it. It's very powerful. Um, mustard is, uh, you can, you know, we, we talk about biofuels. Mustard, mustard is a great biofuel if you want to put mustard in your diesel engine, whatever, mustard oil. It's got a high calorific value. It's very, very powerful. There was a guy, uh, right, roughly the same time as this, a uh, Roman writer called um, Pliny. He says this, he says a little quote from him, Mustard is extremely beneficial for the health. It grows entirely wild though it is improved by being transplanted. But on the other hand, when it has once been sown, it is scarcely possible to get the place free of it, as the seed, when it falls, germinates at once. So it's got these medicinal properties that was known. This is, that is in kind of AD 70-something that he's writing that. So this is kind of the time of the parable. It's got some medicinal properties. So I guess mustard would have been used in a, like in a poultice. You kind of put it on your on your wound and that sort of thing. So it's got that. It's the, 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 the word, which is the word mustard is from a Latin word, Latin words. And the must bit is wine, um, as in a musty smell. as in a, and, and the ard bit is ardent, which is passion, fire. And it actually means hot wine. Mustard in Latin is hot wine. So they would be drinking this for some reason. Be drinking this hot wine or using the hot wine on, on you know, for medicinal reasons, whatever. So it's, it's, it's hot and it's beneficial, and it does something, and it, trans, it transforms things. It, it, it makes things better. So Jesus is not just casually going, oh, I think of some random seed. No. Mustard is hot. It's got power to it. And as Pliny says, when you, a, a mustard seed just goes everywhere. It is wild. It's not tame. Mustard just goes everywhere. You know there's some plants, and you plant them, and they're just kind of there everywhere, and you can't get rid of it. It's one of those. 
It's one of those that can just get everywhere. This is the kingdom of heaven. Kingdom of heaven is not just kind of neat lines and spreadsheets and strategies and whatever. The kingdom of heaven is when God does something in our lives and it just goes mad. We thought it was one thing, it becomes another thing. It's like, ah, I can't control this thing. The love of God is uncontrollable, kind of working its way through, smashing through things. Is the, the love of God brings healing to people. The love of God is hot and passionate. The love of God is, a, yeah, it's like this, whoa, there's power. There's calorific power in the kingdom of heaven. And that's why God's using this idea. Yeah, it's a small seed, but man, it packs a punch. The Holy Spirit, yeah, doing something new in our small domestic environments, our everyday lives, when that is planted in our everyday life, a mustard seed, then it's going to make a difference. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be extraordinary. This is the power of the kingdom of heaven. It starts small, it's normal, domestic, uh, but bang. It becomes like, let's go on to the next slide. Uh, there's a picture of a mustard tree that has gone slightly wild. That's quite big, isn't it? It's not like a grand, you know, cedar tree. You know, in the Bible, uh, there's a lot of trees in the Bible, and there's some the cedar trees, which uh, the, the birds of the air are often nesting in the cedar trees. They're kind of grand, and and actually, uh, in the Bible, the, the Israel is often or kingdoms are compared to the cedar trees that are very, very grand, but they get so grand for themselves they have to get chopped down. Because they're all a bit grand, they're all a bit whatever. God is not looking for us to become grand and proud, even, even how, you know, however good we are and people can uh, rest under our canopy. This is what our lives often look like, isn't it? Oh, my life's a bit mad. This is what church life often looks like. Oh, it's a bit sprawly, it's a bit mad. That's okay, because it's going everywhere. Imagine, just go back to the idea of the, the garden, the domestic garden with a wall around it. And you plant some mustard in the domestic garden, in your, in your church. And I'm thinking of this, your church's domestic garden. It starts growing like this. And I've got another, I haven't got it on this slide presentation, but I've got another photo of um, a mustard tree that has broken through a wall. It actually gets through stones and rocks. It gets, it gets so strong and big, it breaks down the walls and it gets out there. And I'm wondering, in my heart as I was praying for you, I'm wondering where, where God's going to take you out there. I don't know, like I said, I don't know much about you, so I don't know quite what the, like, the, like a global thing. Have you, ever, have you ever planted a church overseas? I don't know if you have. I don't know if you will, but that came into my mind. What would it be like if you started a church, so, and you might have done this, you start a church overseas. What would it be like if um, uh, you're, kind of, you're beyond Amblecote or you're beyond some of the ministries that you do at the moment? You break some walls and suddenly, woo, you're popping up over there. What God is doing with you is popping up over there within that group of people and it's not the usual group of people or it's not the usual place. It's kind of far away or it's a different part of the UK or maybe it's somewhere else in the world entirely. There's, there's, there's a, a popping up and a banging and, and an explosion somewhere else. And I don't... It was just in my mind when I was praying for you that I, 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 it's like I saw this tree going through a wall and breaking through a wall. And it's like, I wonder where that's going to take you as a church. I wonder what God's going to do with you. And, so, and again, just with us individually, um, there is a, there is a, a, it's a, it's a lovely thing. We don't have to contain it. The Holy Spirit may, uh, our lives may become a sprawl of the kingdom of heaven, but don't worry because we might get everywhere. There might be a bit of this, a bit of that. Don't worry about that and just see where the Holy Spirit leads you personally. It might start here, end up over here. It's a very exciting journey that we can be on when we follow the kingdom of heaven 
We put that first, the kingdom first. It's very exciting where we might end up. And just the, it, it finally says, and the, the birds of the air will nest in its branches, which is a lovely image. I know sometimes the scholars who look at this go, well, the birds of the air would, uh, in other parables, like the sower, like not very nice. And does it mean that the kind of, there are some demonic things in this sprawly tree? I don't think it does. It's a quote, it is a quote from Daniel. And where it's coming from in the book of Daniel is a, is a positive nesting, these birds nesting. Nesting is a, is a wholesome pastoral image of finding, finding life and nurturing life in these branches. And for the Holy Spirit to say to you as a church, I, wanna, I want you to nurture life. People will nest in your branches. There'll be, there'll be people from all over the place nesting in you, finding a home in you, somewhere in you. And, and you as individuals, that people will find a home in you. Even if it's a five-minute conversation, they find a home in you as you open your heart up to them. Or maybe literally, like, for, like with us, we've got this uh, teenager living with us. She's, um, we're doing something called supported lodgings through the, through the council. Uh, for, for teenagers, and she's found a home with us. She's, hopefully she's nesting in our branches. We love her. She's been with us for a few months. We love her. Um, in the sprawl of our lives, she's found a home. And maybe in the sprawl of your life, people will find a home. They'll rest in your branches. This is beautiful. It's just the kingdom of heaven just going, who knows where he's going to take you as a church? Who knows where he's going to take you? But ultimately, come and nest Come and find a home next to me. Come and find a friendship with me and I'll look after you and I'll share my faith with you. And Maybe you'll meet Jesus as well, but in the meantime, I just want to be a canopy over you. I want my mustard tree life to shelter you, to give you warmth, to give you um, kindness, to give you a, a place. And so I wonder if I could pray for us. And I think, are we going to sing a final, we're going to sing a final song, is that right? We're going to sing a final song? Can we? Can we? Hey, so, um, yeah, can you come out? Oh, by the way, I'm loving the music. And I'm loving the sound. The sound quality in this place is fabulous, isn't it? So um, come out here. And I wonder if, you, if you're able, just stand with me like we did earlier. And maybe like we did earlier, hold your hands or a hand out as if there was a mustard seed that would be placed in your hand. And I want to pray for you individually and pray for you as a church that you will know that you're being given the kingdom of heaven for you to take it and then for you to imagine throwing it somewhere in your life or as a church throwing it into something and as you do that and as I'm praying just say yes to God and listen to whatever he might put into your heart into the into your thoughts it might be a thought that drops in and it might be the beginning of a hint of where this this might go for you or for your church and so um, Jesus we thank you for this lovely story we thank you that you've got your eye on our lives, our actual, ordinary, everyday lives. And you love us, and you see such potential where we don't, but you do. And I thank you for your generosity. I thank you, Jesus, for this idea that the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, really small. And now I pray that once again you'd give us your kingdom. I know you love to give us your kingdom. And so I pray you give us your kingdom, small as your kingdom may feel in our hands right now. Hardly discernible, but by faith, we believe that you've given us your justice, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Ideas and thoughts of how this might take root in our lives and in our church. So we say yes, thank you.
And I pray, God, that there'll be something in our hearts that says, I will throw this into my life. I'll do something with this. I'll go with it. I'll go for it. Uh, a willingness and a hope and an expectancy, a yes and amen to you. You know that in our hearts, Lord. Many of us, we, we do say that to you. We don't know where it's going to go, but we do say that to you. And I pray for this church. This church to say yes and amen to whatever you want to do with this church, whatever new things you want to sow into this church. Yes and amen. Even if it means breaking the boundaries, changing stuff, a bit of a sprawl. Yes and amen to the power of the kingdom of heaven, the hot wine, the passion of the kingdom of heaven in our lives, affecting our families and our friends, our neighbours, our work colleagues, our relatives. The kingdom of heaven for all these concerns and worries we've got. The kingdom of heaven, God, bringing healing and bringing hope. The kingdom of heaven, God, uh, meaning that we grow in our lives and somehow people find a place in our lives, in our homes, in our field of influence. We say yes and amen to the mustard seed of the kingdom. And we want to go for it. Throw it forward. And I pray you bless this church with a multiplication of life that it would grow your kingdom would grow in this church through this church particularly through the parish and break some boundaries break some walls so that many people unlikely people far away people would nest in the branches of this church for your sake Jesus and for your glory Jesus I pray Thank you for listening to this week's sermon from Amblecote Christian Centre. For more information about who we are, what we believe and how you can get involved, check out our website www.amblecotechristiancentre.org.uk